friends, Romans, countrymen, lend me your ears. Hi, everyone. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Whatever time you're listening to this, it is Monday, January 21st, 2019. And this is episode 21 with the legendary D Lyrical of Juggalo Infamy, ICP adjacent history. This dude, though, D Lyrical, he, uh, we connected because I've been doing this YouTube series called Hatchet Chat, which I do plan on bringing back, um, where I review every ICP album in chronology. And, you know, I started doing this because I always felt like the whole joke about ICP was, oh, Magnus, how do they work? Ha ha, these dudes didn't go to college. Ah. And it's like a cheap joke, you know, and I, ICP really inspired me to start rapping back when I was 16 and as a kid, one of my first rap shows I ever saw. Actually, my first rap show I ever saw was them and really changed my life. And I, uh, you know, doing the YouTube series, I got invited with Meg Rand to play the Gathering of the Juggalos, and we played the Dark Carnival Games convention. And so we kind of formed a, a friendship with them in their camp through this stuff. But the, awesome, the other awesome thing about doing the uh, Hatchet Chat series was I was able to connect with people from the history of the group, like Rudy the Rube Boy, who's ICP's tour manager. He he watched the series, and he, he gave me a shout-out. Um, Jump Steady, who's Violent J's brother, you know, he found about me through the series. And a lot of it was because of Kevin Gill, who's another podcaster. And shout out to him and shout out to Scotty D at Fago Lovers and shout out to Child's Play Ninja and anybody killer who watched our set, who was really supportive. So it's just kind of cool how we linked with the psychopathic stuff. And while the nerdcore stuff and my stuff specifically is very <laughs> different from a lot of the theories and a lot of the stuff they do, you got to give them props. And I wanted to create this series to put a academic element into, you know, the history of it, because that's kind of what I do. Putting, th I love to learn about musical and cultural history. I love to talk about the, the stories of pop culture and storytelling is super important to me. And so sitting down with this dude, D-Lyrical, uh, Dale Mietnin, Mietnin as I call him, but he corrects me, uh, was awesome because he, if you've any of you have read Violent Jay's autobiography or listened to audio, audio tape, the audible audiobook, he Jay talks about how the first uh, EP he ever made was with this dude who he met through a friend, and he kind he Jay talks about oh I, you know I only hung out with the kid because I wanted to use his karaoke machine I should have robbed him and stole him blah 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 and D is like yeah but you know Jay ate my mom's food Jay was there we were nice to him and it turns out that they were friends and Jay kind of played up. The, the whole like thug thug mentality of like, oh, I didn't care about this guy. But we, they, Dale talks about how they were friends and how they met again. And he tells a kind of a telling story of how they were backstage and he went to see him and Jay was like, do you want anything signed? And Dale was like, no, I just want to see you, bro. And how it's weird seeing him in his makeup. Not weird, but it's different. So, you know, as I related to this because we've all had musician friends who may have surpassed us commercially or whatever. And the weirdness of running to someone backstage at their show or something where you were once close to them, but things change, you know, it's a very like a warp tour kind of moment. Like, Oh yeah, those guys, they, they, we used to tour the world together and you know, <laughs> now they're playing arenas, but what's up? Good to see you, you know, and, but very interesting to be like at the heart of the psychopathic records, juggalo culture. And Dale has been getting his props, you know, recently. Like, he put out his record, Steel Dale, What I Remember, which you can purchase at dlyrical1.bandcamp.com. And it's a great album. He talks about just what it was like, and it's interspersed with interviews with a juggalo historian, this guy, Vinny the ICP Kid, who some of you might remember from the uh, shockumentary. So 
This is my interview with Dale D. Lyrical, Columbus, Ohio. Great guy. I would consider him a homie. And he came on stage when I played the show with I Fight Dragons in Cleveland. He came up and, and rapped. He did this beautiful acapella. I, I invited him up and he spit a verse and the fans loved it. So before we get into that, I want to shout out the Patreon supporters. Shout out to Brandon and shout out to some of the old supporters, Ross, Rebecca, and Kelly. Thank you all very much for being on the Patreon tip. If you haven't checked it out, I post two songs a month. It's super fun. Got videos, essays, stories about it, and you get the whole back catalog. So that's what's going on with that. Thank you all for your support. Thank you for Dale for his time. Really sweet guy. Really talented guy. And he's now, he's an engineer. He works at a car manufacturing place. So him, him and Violent J could not have taken different paths, but it's, it's cool to hear the story. And that's what's up. All right, so let's get into it. This is my talk with the legendary D-Lyrical on the MC Lars Podcast, episode 21. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the MC Lars Podcast. I'm here with the legendary D-Lyrical, because life is not the way I planned it. It didn't turn out right. That's why I'm left-handed. I wanted to shout out that lyric. I'm here with my man, D-Lyrical, a.k.a. Dale Mietnin. How do you say it? I say Mietnin, but, Dale but Mietnin. that's the way you say it in Detroit. You know what I mean? If you're from Finland, you might say Mietnin. And then you have the pronunciation right because you're such an intelligent guy. And, of course, you get all your shit right. What's your family's origin history? Oh, uh, like my dad's uh, Finnish and uh, my mom's um, French-Canadian and uh, my... Dad is actually half Blackfoot Indian a little bit. I don't know like whether they're 15% that everyone actually claim, but I think that's where I get the jawbones from. So, yeah, yeah. You're a mixture of different cultures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's kind of like Detroit has always been about cultures coming together. Would you agree? Yeah, I would agree. And and I hate to quote like uh, Kid Rock, but he, he's true, you know. But in back in Detroit, kids listen to R&B. We listen to rock. We listen to rap. We listen to the country. We listen to everything because that's what our parents did. Our parents, we're just, we're just, you know, uh, offspring of our parents, and our parents were really cool. If you want to, you want to know why all these, you, you want to know why all these really cool guys came out of Detroit because our parents were really cool, bro. And, and, and yeah. they, were, they were hip to a lot of different genres of music. And Motown has always been about always. integration, right? Always, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, D Lyrical, you are a legend in the rap scene because for many reasons, but one of which being that you worked on the first. ICP project. Well, I was the first one to actually hear Joe rap and say, hey, man, I want to record you. I think that you have something together. Let's do something together. I didn't veer from who I was, though. You know what I mean? I didn't just, just start rapping like his, but the guy was, he was entered so entertaining. And, 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 and the first time I met him that I was like, come on over, let's do something. And it didn't happen right away. You know what I mean? Yeah. But after he heard that I had some kind of goofy ass karaoke machine, then he's like, hey, man, can I come over and do something? I'm like, yeah. But I, I really feel like I was a, a muse to him, you know what I mean? And I was like, hey, man, this is how you make an album. This is how easy it is to do something like this, just being a kid in your basement. And it took me a long time to become that kid in the basement, you know what I mean? And, and, and then to see someone else take off from that, even if I didn't get to, it's still, wow, bro, come on. Well, it's safe to say without D Lyrical, we wouldn't have had ICP. I, oh, I don't know about that, but I, I, that, that, that that's very humbling of you to say. Holy shit! In the form, in the for, in the format that it is, I mean, there's like so much, there's so much to talk about here, and I'm so excited to 
sit down with you. I have mad notes, and um, I want. I, have, I have literally let's talk about how much mad props I have for you, huh? <laughs> we could. I mean, man, your catalog and dude, let's talk about you being a legend. Come on, stop I mean. it, dog. We met. We met at the. So here's how we linked. I started doing my hatchet chat, and you jumped on and corrected some of my facts I back actually, in the day. And uh, actually, so that how this happened is Scotty D from Fago Lovers got in touch with me. Ah. He goes, Dale, we love this guy, but he's got some facts wrong. <laughs> he and I said, Well, dude, should I correct him or you know should I just let it be? Because most yeah. things that people say, you just let them go. You know how it goes, man. You you can't. You don't have time to correct everybody. You know yeah. what I mean on, on their facts or or what they think about you in a certain light. That doesn't matter. But when Scotty D reaches out to me and says, "Man, we love this guy," <laughs> and this is before I knew you're going to get on DCG. This is before I knew you're going to play the gather. You know what I'm right, saying? Right, right. I didn't know really who you were that much. I I but once I I I I researched you before I even commented. Yeah. And then I saw this Kurt Loader thing and it just a flashback happened to me. And I was like, I remember that moment. This is That's that tough. kid. And so I was like, okay, I, I said, well, Scotty, how do I approach this, bro? Yeah. I mean, do, do I, I don't want to be rude to him. I said, but I'm just going to say, hey, man, just, just a little FYI. And I'm going to go that way. He goes, Dale, just, just be you. He yeah. goes, you. You've always been you. So I was like, all right, cool. So that's when I, but I got to tell you though, yeah. that I researched what I said to you and I was wrong and I'm apologizing to you on oh, air right now. Oh, that's okay. Because he did say no war. Oh, right, right, but right. But it was a sample that we used. It, it, it was World War Three was the song as the sample that we used. And uh. it does say that in the song, World War Three, And that's yeah. where I thought you were coming from. And then when I, was, I re-listened re, re to yeah. the freaking CD, I was like, I have need to apologize to this kid. So what better way to do it in front of everybody? <laughs> hey, it's all huh? good. Well, they, that was Much how love, we, we linked because it was like dope that you jumped on the YouTube. And then we met in real life at the gathering. Yeah, for a what? A for a second. Split second. But it was supposed to have, we were supposed to cross paths yeah. because the literate juggalo was trying to get us shout together. Shout out to him. Shout out, shout out to Josh. Thanks, Josh. Um, uh, yeah, he's like, man, MC Lars is going to be performing tonight. Let's get you guys together. I'm like, okay, I'll try. But I was with Vinny the ICP kid. I was with Zane. You shout know, out to those guys. Big Zane, dude, you know? And uh, so I was on the on their golf cart, and we heard some guys say, "Hey, MC Lara's about to perform." I told him to turn that golf cart around. We need to get the carousel stage right now. <laughs> so we're just like, boom, we're over bumps, man. It was like four in the morning, and uh, I I just jumped. He was still driving the cart, and I just jumped off the back and started running to the front of the stage, yeah. dude. And, and and I was on my energy levels were so high at that point. I ain't gonna lie to you, Lars. That was so tight. Oh man. And then I went, yo, it's D lyrical, and then you got mobbed. No, by dude, the juggalos. Uh... <laughs> Dude, that was tight. That was I, tight. You blew my mind, bro. I, 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 I was just sitting there like three rows back, and all of a sudden we caught eyes, and you go, "D lyricals in the house," and I was like, "Holy shit!" He did not say that. He did not say that. You're easy to spot. You're oh, a distinctive-looking guy. I was oh, like, Lord. I know this man. Man, dude, that was just it, it was a highlight for me, man. In my life, this is that's a story I will tell my kids. That's you, tight. you hear what I'm saying? I, I, well, I'm, I'm glad to hear you say that, and I'm always remember the gathering and seeing you there during the set was like very special to me that you took time to you know the gathering there's so much going on but that you stopped roll through and gave us love and but as an artist to watch you on stage to jump down you and mega jumped on on the stage and said pull out stuff out of your pockets let's yeah. rap about that yeah. and you kept the crowd going with that I was you do you know how to you you you're a performer dude i Thanks, I, I i was taken in what you were given Thanks. there's no doubt thanks dale i appreciate it man um let me ask you a question. You've been doing more stuff with like the psychopathic roster. You just opened for Ouija. Yeah, yeah. How was that? Yeah, that that was uh one of the best shows I've done so far. Um 
Uh, yeah, it was me, Ouija, uh, Jay Villain put me on this this thing, who's, who's down with uh, Native World, mad love to him. Um, and uh, I got to open up for Ouija. And so after my set, uh, Bakelow was about to go on, and he went on for about a song and a half, and then chaos broke out. Oh. Uh, yeah, the bouncers, uh, there was a, they had a sign outside, and they were changing the letters to say, you know, chaos in this bitch and, and all this stuff. And, and the owners saw the people taking these letters and switching them around to the sign because it was, it was high enough where you could see it. Uh-huh. So the bouncers go and grab this little juggalo and beat his ass. So, you know, juggalos don't play that, bro. You, no. ain't, you ain't beating up no juggalo. So, so the, the, the show get canceled? No. Okay. So uh, chaos broke out. Bouncers are fighting juggalos. Mm-hmm. And 14 cops show up. Tear gassed the whole club. Was it Columbus? Yeah. yeah. And uh, They tear gassed the club? Tear gassed the whole club. Ooh. And uh, after they tear gassed the whole club, dude, I, I, I'm running inside because my merch is in there, bro. You know what I mean? <laughs> you can see your merch. And so I, I got like a bandana. I'm hanging out with fans and the hooligans. They're like, we're going in, dog. I'm like, I'm with you. So we're going in, going in. And uh, we grab all our merch and stuff. And yeah. we come outside. And I'm like, fuck it. I'm going home. I had a bunch of jugs that were in town to see me. I, brought, I invited them all over to my house to have a big old barbecue. You know, we had a, had a bonfire wow. and stuff. It was awesome. <laughs> and uh, so... The cops actually told the club owner, you better turn the freaking sound back on and let these guys finish this concert. Uh-huh. And they realized that some club owners, bro, they don't know how to handle their club or their crowd. Right, right, right. And that's what exactly what happened. Uh-huh. Because Juggalos are, I, I've been to so many Juggalo shows and never seen one problem. But at this show, it got rowdy and stupid. And it was because of the club owners. There's no doubt. Well, that's the thing like about Juggalos is they're, they're, they, stand up for each other and there's great unity but like if someone messes with them it's the family you can't no, do that don't fuck with that it's not worth pissing mm-hmm. off a juggalo because mm-hmm. they're good kind-hearted people they're awesome they're the nicest so people awesome the dude the yeah. gathering this year was my first ever and let me tell yeah, you yeah, dude yeah. i had the best experience i didn't see nobody high on drugs too much i didn't yeah. see nobody getting out of hand i didn't see nothing but a lot of people saying hey how you doing it's great to see you again yeah right that's what it was. I mean, you have your different ninjas from all these different areas, and they just all get together, and they're like, "Yo, what's up, dog?" And, yeah. and even it's love. Though, yeah, it's, it's love. And, it and is, Jump it Steady is. runs such a great wow, tight ship. What a great shout guy. out to him. What a great guy. So you you hung out with him at Hello Wicked? Is that is that? True? <laughs> yeah, for like ten minutes. I, I actually I, I didn't talk to him about ICP at all. I talked to him about how he must stay up late at night and talk about how he went from Morton's list to enter the Echo side. Yeah. And, and how he was thinking about this gaming thing and how it must keep yeah. him up. I, I can, as a, as a writer, you can yeah. only think about how lyrics keep you out at night, like beats keep you up at night. Yeah. How you want a, a concept of an album to be at night. Can you imagine doing a game and all the pieces and all the rules and yeah. all the, uh, man, dude, there's so many I avenues know. that you have to think about. Well, it's like running a, a label or running a festival, all these moving parts, right? But that's what I'm saying. He, yeah, does, yeah. he runs a label and does this at night. Full How busy. does he go to sleep at night? I have no idea. And you know what's great about Jumpstead? He's, he's very humble. And you know some people you get like a good energy from? You get that from I get that from you. Like a lot of people in that world, it's you meet bubble. them. It's, it's a, this yeah, bubble, bubble of kindness. Uh, yes. And you just know that like sometimes I feel like things are meant to happen. Like meeting you now, I feel it's meant, talking to you now is meant to happen. You connecting with Violent J as as a kid is meant to happen. Yeah, like yeah. like life has a reason. A We're purpose. all pieces of a puzzle, bro. Yeah, and and, that, and 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 the horrorcore puzzle. It's Joe's puzzle. He, yeah. he so many people. There's only so many people that could create a puzzle, <laughs> and, and and make their own pieces. And no matter how big twist it gets, no, they're a really big piece. As much as Shaggy's a really huge fucking piece, but yeah. they'll never be the guy. And Jumpstead is actually the guy that told Joe to make the puzzle. Yeah, 
and was kind of believed Did in you this imagine having brother. a family member that supported of you as a kid? I man, if I could have had that. Yeah, man. That's like you guys were like brothers growing up in Detroit, really, right? Uh, uh me and more of the Uslers than it was uh Joe Bruce cuz he was in out of jail. Read the book. Yeah. The yeah. man was, you know, he he was a thug before I I wanted to be a thug. You know, it yeah. was, or it was cool to act like you were a thug. You know, I didn't want to be a thug, bro. I yeah. I was trying to run the state and narrow, bro. I was trying to graduate high school and yeah. and move on with my life. L rapping and dancing was just something I did for fun, and that's what I that's what I still tell people today. That's still what I do. I do it for fun. Yeah. I'm, I I I spent so much of my own money on on this project, and and and, and like today coming here, you know, I I'm spending my own money doing everything I'm doing. Yeah. Because I have a love for it. Yeah, man. Yeah, and it's your well. The cool thing is you have you've built this incredible career as an engineer to nah. balance out your your art. Yeah, well, it's responsible, man. Yeah, it's responsible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. I love metal. I love working with metal. Yeah, and, and 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 it's such an art. And especially when people talk about how you need to make something within a tenth of a millimeter tolerance, within four thousandths of an inch, and you're talking about contours and radiuses. Yeah. Or or when a piece breaks that has those things on it. You don't have to call Ford or GM and Chrysler to ask for a print of that part. What yeah. I do is actually I scan and probe all those broken parts, take them into a CAD model, put them all together, take a billet of metal, put it in a CNC machine and recreate that, put it back in the press and get it running without even talking to them. That's tight. That's tight. You have a very select skill set that not a lot of people have. Nah. <laughs> the intelligence and violence release, right? Like, were you coming at it as a conscious rapper? Like, I remember listening to your interview with Scotty D that you said you were very into, like, Rakim and a lot of the, the educational rap. Was that kind of in, on purpose, or was that just you kind of channeling your influences? That was Joe. That's what Joe saw in me. Yeah. I didn't never said I was intelligent. Huh. I never said my raps were intelligent. When we sat in my basement, and I said, okay, I'm this way, you're this way. And he was... Yo, dog, you know, you know, you're intelligent and shit. I said, well, your shit's violent, bro. He goes, okay, well, you're intelligent and I'm violent. I said, I said, well, let's just do a song like that, dude. Let's just yeah. call it intelligent. Dude, we're 17 year old kids in a basement collab, bro. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It doesn't take a lot to put something together. And then actually, his boy, his boy Johnny, you know, rest in peace, Johnny Kick Jazz. Um, me and him was at the record store like the day before, you know, and we were going through all the cassette singles back in the day because that's yeah. what we used to do. Yeah. So he was like, oh, look at this soul to soul, bro. I was like, dude, shut up, dude. I, I wanted something hard, you know, of course, you know, MDWA was kicking right then. You yeah. know, I was big into iced tea and power, you know yeah. what I mean? And and I, I I was actually at the Public Enemy show, the NWA, that if you look at the movie NWA, yeah. Um, the, the show that everyone's running down the stairs and all that. I was at that show. Wow. Yeah, my mom worked at Hardee's, okay? So there's these three guys, that, and they wanted to go to the show. My mom said, okay, I'll let you guys off, and I'll, I'll work all your shifts if you take my son with you. That's great mom right there. So I'm in, <laughs> I'm in main floor, dude, and Ice-T's up there doing colors, dude, and there's all these different gangs fighting, dude. And these guys just built a, like a wall around me, bro. Wow. And then, and then the one guy put me up on his shoulders, dude, for Public Enemy, and then Big Daddy Kane was there, Stetson Sonic, EPMD. Wow. What, what year was that? It was Bring the Noise Tour, 88. Oh, my God. What a time to like be a hip-hop fan, right? Oh. And to be like in a city that really got every all the hip-hop and then had its own legends mm -hmm. that came out of it did you so gosh it's like interesting to think when you were you were 17 when you did that record yeah and you know what's really funny though like in my basement yeah i had kiss albums everywhere yeah i was a big fan of kiss as a kid 
Yeah. And, 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 and it's funny because me and Joe Ruse are talking about a gimmick. The band is always, he was, yeah. he, his brain was, is, I seen him rolling, bro, as we, because the wrestling thing, it's gimmicks. Yeah. You got to find your thing that makes you a niche. Right. So when we're in the basement and we're going through this whole I, metamorphosis of him. Uh-huh. Into him being just a guy who's making these funny raps to, hey man, I can think I can do this. And yeah. he knew that he could do without me. I mean, dude, the guy was gone. I mean, dude, he took off out of my basement, dude, like a, a rocket ship. You know what I mean? But so you're thinking maybe by, when he saw the Kiss albums, like the idea of branding with the makeup or something may have sunk. Maybe. In. I don't yeah. know. I don't know yeah. if maybe subliminal, yeah. you know, in the back of his mind, you know, some of the things that we, wow. I, I'd like to think. Yeah. I like to think, I, I, and, 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 and that's, that's the way I remember it. Because yeah. I know what was in my basement. I know what was up in my walls. Yeah. I had every Kiss album, bro. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 but, but, and, and the marketing thing of it all, you know, I think, I don't think he thought all that right away, but man, it, it's funny how it all worked out. And, and it's it, crazy. It, and and I, I think he's bigger than Kiss, dude. <laughs> I, I love him more than I could ever love Kiss, bro. I like, I think the music is more memorable. I don't know. I'm not trying to, I, I'm just. You're absolutely right. Yeah. You're absolutely right. And. Because he, he, he's, he's not a gimmick. No. Kiss became a gimmick. Yeah. Kiss became like a parody of itself. Yeah. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Um, Joe is still real as fuck, dude. It's so weird. Dude. The guy's so, he rips out himself snakes and all that stuff, dude. And, yeah. and his, his community online. So this is something I've all, I just got in like, like hip with, dude. And to see all these people. Yeah. And some of them just love to hate on him every day. The snake busters thing. Yes, that was cool. Right? Um, what's it like now when you see Violent J? Do you guys like when was the last time you caught up with him? Uh, Cincinnati uh, yeah. last year. Yeah. That's so I awesome. pretty much did the same thing with him that I did with you. Yeah. You know, do I shake your hand? Do I bow? Do I kneel? <laughs> what do I do right now? Am I allowed to tell a hug? You know what I mean? And uh, I bet he was stoked to see you. Yeah. Yeah. But he could see that I was verklempt. I was, <laughs> I was, I was, I, I was lost for words. I didn't, I was looking around the room because I didn't know what he's wearing makeup, bro. And yeah. it's, it's so different than the guy that I, I think I have a better time just, just sitting down one-on-one -on -one if he wasn't wearing the makeup. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it, it was during a meet and greet and there were so many fans behind me. Oh God. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I didn't want to take up too much of their time. So it was just, it was just a quick moment in time where, where I, they, we got to show the love, you know what I mean? Yeah, and, right. and, and, and I told him about the new album. He goes, he goes, you got anything for me to sign? And I go, no, I don't need nothing from you. <laughs> and, and so he, I go, wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute. They gave me this flag thing. So, dude, I pulled this flag out. He's laughing his egg because he's thinking I'm going to have like tapes and CDs that I can sell. You know what I mean? You're right, but, right. And I look at him in the face and I'm like, dude, I don't need nothing from you. Yeah. And then for the last year and a year, what I've been, what I've been doing, I didn't ask for none of it. You know, I, I've done this all on my own. Yeah, man. You are well, I, for the jugs. You, what I love about you is that you have this crazy story and connection to them, but you, you refuse to let it define you and you're not. You're a very positive person. You don't feel like you're you're not salty about the fact that you work together and then you both had success on your own terms. And that's like really inspiring. Dude. You have your own path in life, don't yeah. you, Lars? Yeah. Come on. You didn't Definitely. try to act like nobody else, dude. You're a legend in yourself. You understand where I'm coming from right now. You, you're a part of something. And, and if you're a real person, and once you're a part of something, you let it sprout and grow. And yeah. you don't worry about if you're a part of it anymore or not. Right. You know what I mean? You, you, ego is a dangerous thing, isn't Just it? Just because you're a seed don't mean you have to be the plant yeah, or, 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 the, or, the, or the leaf or the fucking uh, the acorn that falls from the tree. You know what I mean? It just, I was just a part of the seed. Yeah. 
And now, but now as people are piecing together the history of the Detroit hip hop world, they see you as this, this very crucial seed and you've been putting out new music and playing mad shows and it's tight, man. I want to talk about <laughs> your new record. You've got, I want to talk about all the songs on your new record. You just actually listened to that. Oh, you yeah. bought it. Oh yeah. my God, I've seen it today. <laughs> Thank you so much. I wanted to play it on the airplane. I, man, so humbling to hear MC Lars has bought my CD online. It's dude. tight, dude. So you released it independently on your own label then? No, no. I, I released it independently myself. Yeah. Yeah, I just, it, like I said, dude, I, I got with my friend. I said, I want this to be a real thing like from back then. I, yeah. I don't want a lot of production. I don't want it to, to be overdubbed. I want me and you to sit in your bedroom and make up some beats and have some fun and sing. The first song, the first song when I did it, I actually went in the bathroom and tried to record. Well, that was a mistake. And, but, I, but I put a video out with it, and dude, everyone just chimed in. Dude, you sound hollow. You sound, well, whatever, dude. And then so we just went into a closet, you know what I mean, and I recorded there. And, and, yeah. and I... It's 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 because I love it. I I want to. I'm not trying to be as professional as hell. I just try to give. A, a, I saw the window of a, of a documentary, and then I saw the interview yeah. I did with Scotty, and I'm saying I'm gonna chop this up, and yeah. I'm gonna put some songs in here, give a little meaning, and let them know a little something about me, bro. Well, a lot of your songs are like you're explaining your life, and it's like this is what I've been up to. But I'm it, not playing on ICP at all in it, you know. Nah. But I'm talking to the jugs, you know. Yeah. Because they're the ones that give a fuck, and they're the ones who are buying it. I imagine like. Nah, I gave away more than I, yeah. I, I did. Yeah. I did. I, I gave, because when you're at the gathering and you see guys, are, they're like, dude, you're D-lyrical. Oh, man, I, yeah. I only got five bucks. Dude, keep your five bucks. Here's a CD. Dingo 8, that's your collaborator? Yes. Thank he's, you for saying that right Ill. now. He's ill. He's so freaking ill. So he helped you with the beats and stuff he a little bit? He helped me with everything, and he yeah. still is. This guy yeah. is the guy I go to. He's my counselor. Like, yeah. he is my... How'd you meet him? Okay, I moved to Columbus, yeah. and... um. I, I met this guy who became my friend, and uh, uh, he runs uh, Restart House Music. And I love house music, dude. Yeah. Word up. <laughs> I, I moved to Chicago from Detroit because of house music. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I love to dance, dude. I love to dance at four in the morning. I just, I, I love that sweat. I love that groove. I love that feeling that you get. I think it's a mature man's you know, music. I really yeah. do. I do. If you're going to be with your girl and go out dancing, where are you going to go? You're going to go do it, do an ICP, honestly, or are you going to go dance some house music in Chicago, Illinois, doing a get down? Right, right, right. I feel I, you. I feel yeah, okay, you. Okay, okay. And, so. and you met your, your girlfriend through your love of house music. Yeah, yeah. And actually, my ex-wife, um, she's friends with this guy. This is, this is all, all seven degrees oh, okay. of separation okay. of how this all works out, man. Well, like, I didn't know that this guy knew house music. I didn't know this guy knew my ex-wife. And, 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 and it all turned out that this guy has just become one of my best friends in the world. And like we three times a week, I'm over at his house and I'm just acapella and I'm just having fun. Yeah. We're sitting there at keyboard. Do you know? You, I don't have to tell you nothing. You just, <laughs> you love music. You just do it. You just do it. The, and, the songs have a life of their own. Mm -hmm. That's how you know you're in a good session, right? But you know, yeah. but you know, an album when you're supposed to make it. Yeah. And 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 then when you see the vision of of of, of from front to back, it ain't about one song. It's about the story. And that's what the album was, man. And I like this album because you're like reclaiming your story. You're telling your story. I like the music is jazzy and like I really like the horn, the horns on I'm D Lyrical. That's sick. Where is that like an old funk record? I'll tell you one sample in that song. Yeah. And you won't guess. Uh, Chuck the bass D. line. But yeah, yeah, you're right. I took Chuck, uh, uh, Flavor Flav and Snap and put them together. 
because right. it, it, because for 30 years I've always heard people I'm the lyrical I could hear yeah. it you know what I mean yeah. so for 30 years I had that kind of like sample yeah. but it's the baseline that I that's the kicker and that's Natalie Merchant um I walk these streets ah that's tight dun, 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 dun. so you have all your influence coming walk in these streets hell yeah dude in the carnival. So what up? Yeah. Do I even think about that? Yeah, oh good. no! Yo, high five. Oh high no! Five. Oh no! I didn't even in the carnival. Oh shit! That's right. Your live version. You Seventeen. I also like a lot of your hooks. You're singing them. They're very melodic. And you used to sing in different rock bands and stuff. Yeah, right? I can't sing like I used to. But Too you, many Marble Reds, so <laughs> I have to do the melodic. The melodic. I used to scream. You did? Oh. Like metal? Uh no 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 grunge. Yeah. Yeah, I fell in love with grunge. Yeah. I was in a band called uh, General Cluster Funk. Uh, actually, Mark Farnham's son uh, was the lead singer of the band uh, from Grand Funk Railroad. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Um, and uh, so while he was in rehab, they needed someone to fill in for Battle of the Bands and stuff like that. Yeah. And I did it. And we actually took third place uh, through right. a couple of songs I wrote. Was that before you were rapping? Mm -hmm. No, no, no. This is after Jet Violent J. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you, so the, so the return to rap has felt kind of like a natural. It's never been a return to rap. Yeah. I just always. I, I, I've always just loved it at parties and stuff when I'm with yeah. my friends and stuff, dude, I'll throw out, you come on, just yeah. Lars, you, sometimes when you get that great buzz, you just want to throw out rap and everyone's like, yeah. okay, shut the music down, Dale's going to do a rap. Yeah, yeah. So I just do something, you know what I mean? But that, that's just, that's the collaborative nature of, of hip hop. And that's why it's such a, for me, all my favorite people in my life I've met are through, through hip hop. Yeah. And that spontaneity, like of the acapella, the freestyle, like those are having that uh, lack of self-consciousness to express yourself like that is kind of the greatest freedom we could ever ask for, I think, right? Like with our friendships, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and when it comes to music and songs, you know, I, I think people are getting lost in one song. When, when, when you're producing an album, it should be about an album. Yeah. And, and it shouldn't be about how many bars you're spitting. It should be about what the song's about. Yeah. I mean, look at any good song in history. It, you, you, you don't judge it on how much context it had in it. You, you judge yeah. it on how you feel about it after you heard it. I think also good art, if you feel like you really are getting to know the person through what they've said, yeah, right? And that's yeah. what I like about your your new solo record is that it comes across very humble and well, it's I, real, dude. I've never stabbed nobody in their neck, you know what I mean? I right. never claim to, so so I'm not going to talk about it now. I'm not going to I'm not going to try to fit in where I need to be. I don't have to fit in. Right. I, I actually have this luxury within this scene that I can actually be me. Yeah. And I'm going to do that. Yeah. And, and show them that you can do this. And that's and I, I hope more people do it actually in this scene. Yeah, man. Like like in the the juggalo thing is about being yourself, not putting on airs. Right? I mean, why would you define It's about having a hard life. Yeah. But, but 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 not letting it get you down. And, and and everyone talks about how they have these mental like you know like um personas, you know what I mean, and how they want to kill 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 but yeah they, they, you know they, in real life they're not kill 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 so i'd rather hear more people talk about how they deal with that situation that that metamorphosis between reality and non-reality than yeah. to hear just people talk about the non-reality right 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 does that right. make sense no i do know what you're saying like there's a lot of that violent fantasy is a yes. way to to get those aggression out, out. Yeah, yeah yeah but but which can I, be healthy i'd rather hear more and, and i'm older now so you know what i mean i i'm not into the aggression i mean i was into rage against the machine just as much as everybody else yeah. was but you know now now i'd rather listen to some bonobo or something <laughs> yeah i feel you i feel you no i think that's true and i think that like my favorite moments uh, going back to icp of the catalog is where you kind of it shines through and you see who they were, like the song Behind the Paint, you know, from Bizarre Bizarre. Well, Wizard of the Hood. Yeah. 
I remember seeing it on paper before he ever recorded it. That's tight. I remember the fuck. I remember the legal notepad that he had it on with all the scribble words and and lines cussed out and and just it's it. it and you listen to gangster codes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, D lyrical follows gangster codes, but people are like, oh no, he didn't really like that guy. Okay, dude, dude, listen to all the names that were in that. We were just yeah. kids, and th- we, we, you ran with these kids, you know what I mean? As kids, and the kids that you ran with bikes, you know, you all got on bikes, ran around the neighborhood. Well, yeah. that was kind of it, but we just kind of like play fight like gangsters with guns and stuff. You like talked that. about in an interview how you, I did. you had the, uh, you play, we'd play Bloods versus Crips, and the fools broke in your house yeah. and scared you and your mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How would you? What's your mom's take on you hanging with like homies of this nature? Because I know Jay t- talks about talks about being at your house, and he's kind of has a sense of humor about it. But yeah, but she also fed him dinner. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I feel you. Yeah. He, he knew that 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 it wasn't the same thing he had at home. You know yeah, what I mean? And, yeah. and and his mom was. I've been to his house. He took me to his house. You know what I mean? Yeah. Me and him. He doesn't. He doesn't really talk about our relationship too much. He just talks about. Oh, he was a kid I didn't like too much. But it was just because I wasn't on the same wavelength as him. And 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 it, even with intelligence and violence, I just I was like, hey, I'm this way and you're this way. Yeah. Let's try to do something together and do that yin and yang thing. Yeah. And and he. It just he was supposed to go that way, bro. I was just supposed to be a guy that was supposed to be a part of his life. Yeah, and and it, that's all it was. It, there's no hate. There's no animosity. I don't have no jealousy. I really don't. I, yeah. I don't. I don't. I. I oh, he went through so many millions of dollars, and, and he's such a huge, you know, dude. Hollow Wicked, dude. The crowd at Hollow Wicked. Don't tell me this guy is on his last leg. Yeah, this guy is still just re, re, re yeah, like reinventing exactly who he is, dude, and what he's yeah. all about. I, yeah. I don't think that with this FFF, it's going to be the same thing that you're used to, but it's going to be dope as hell. Did they premiere anything from nothing. it? No. Nothing. I dude. remember at the at the gathering, they they uh, they hinted that the super villains are coming back with yeah, Isham. Yeah, so yeah. So was Isham at Hallowicked? Mm-hmm. You got to meet him? Yeah, I got to say what's up. That's what's and up. And he still doesn't know who I am, dude. So I don't have <laughs> I don't have the balls to say, I'm D-Lyrical. You know what I mean? Like that, yeah. I'm just like, what's up, Isham? I'm hoping he's like, hey, I, don't I know you? Know, you, know, you know. <laughs> is he Isham friendly or is he kind of like... Oh, he's such awesome, dude. Yeah, yeah, he's so laid back. He loves jugs, bro. Yeah. Dude. Yeah, man, this... He is talking about. You know, I knew him before Joe, right? I didn't know that. Okay, so my girlfriend at the time had a house party. I talked about an interview a little bit. Yeah. uh, Back when we were like 16 and a half. I I just, I turned 16, it was like this summer. Yeah. And I was in a house party, and people, I used to go to house parties and rap for, you know, everybody at the house party. I used to do this thing. And Ishan walked in, bro. I was about to rap. And I was like, people like, you should battle Ishan. Oh. So I was like, no. So, but I asked him if I could do a rap, and I did my rap. And I said, hey, why don't you do one? And I've said this story before, but yeah, he yeah. was like, I only rap for money. <laughs> Straight up. Bro. That was like what, what when he'd had a few records he out. sounds booming. Yeah. Oh my no, God. his first, Eshaan's booming. That's the first, that's where he's wearing the white paint. How old, is Eshaan like, is he like your guys' age, or is a he a little older? older? A little older. Yeah. yeah. How do you think? Joe's he- a little older, though, too. Joe, yeah. he, he's like, what's he's he like? Forty-six. Forty-six. He's got to be about a year and a half older than me. Yeah. yeah. But but Joey is like, you know, he was, he was just a little, little little good-looking kid with a fucking high top fade. I yeah. mean, he dude, he gave a kid rock a run for his money back in the day. Yo, in the valley, you know, that, yeah, that yeah. kid rock had his high top fade, but Joey could fucking rock <laughs> that shit. Dude. I ain't lying, dude. So you met you met them. You're working at Primos, right? Which is that pizza place. Yeah. Um, How did you first meet Kick Jazz? 
he started delivering pies. He, he got yeah. a job there through uh, Dan Mavity, uh, who was Pimp Daddy D. Um, and uh, he Pimp Daddy D worked there, and I worked there. So, yeah, Johnny got a job there. And me and him, okay, so th we used to have a lot of fun, like, listening to old 70s songs and making up lyrics to it. Like, That's right. my brown-eyed girl, you know what I mean? It just, yeah. Stupid-ass lyrics we'd make up all day long. And uh, so I drove him on my house one night, and I was showing him raps. And he's like, oh, well, we, we're kind of like the J.J. Boys. And I was like, oh, really? You're like the J.J. Boys? I'm like, well, let me hear something. He's like, nah, man, nah. So he came over with, like, Shags, and, and, yeah. and Shags was like, no, I, I don't want to rap. So I had this thing hooked up. So then they both went back and told Joe, hey, man, this guy's got this thing over here. Yeah. And uh, why don't you go hang out with him? And that's yeah. the guy that we rap with back at, you know, behind Primo's. Yeah, yeah. So... And how do you like how I did that? Like how I, like, like, like my, 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 my producer was talking about Dingo 8, how he just like, he took that interview and, and like with Sack Chaser. Yeah, right, right. That's right. The way you're able to like make the narrative weave into it. And I feel like I'm asking these questions because it's like, I feel like good art makes you ask more questions about it, right? It makes you want to like piece together what's missing in the narrative. You know what I'm saying? And it's interesting to like, I don't know, the first person accounts I'm sure a lot of people listening to our podcast now might they might be working with people or have dreams and it's interesting how the art you do and sometimes the stuff you do for fun on accent is what people remember you for. I find that with me. The songs I do quick that I don't really put time into are the ones people are like, "Yo, remember that?" You know what I'm saying, right? Instead of the song that you like worked 14 minutes on like four bars. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? You, and that's my problem really. I some people it seems like uh, let's talk about like um, there's a guy named F Dukes who reached out to me uh, over eight months ago, and this guy took me down to North Carolina, put me up in a hotel room, brought me into his studio, and and, and had me do, record a track with him. Which dude, and then uh, and then after doing research, like I do with you, I, there's so many people I'm doing research after the fact. Yeah, yeah. And realize how this guy was so important in this scene. Yeah. And realize how real this month. And then he had a show the next day, opening up for ICP. Whoa. Took me on the stage and gave me props, played intelligence and violence, and said, "This is the boy D lyrical dude in front." That's tight. Man. That's tight. And that's I got tight. a song on his next album coming up. So. Yo, that's tight. So um, I want to ask you a question. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, I love reading books too. Yeah. Okay. And I know you do too. Yeah. Truman, Comp Truman Capote is my uh, favorite author. Okay. And In Cold Blood yeah. is such a great book. And when it comes to Juggalo World, when it comes to talking about something that I think that it could, I think that I, I would love to do a song with you about this topic. Yo, that would be tight. I'm down. I'm in it, and yes. I got. I want. I've, I've yes. always wanted to read that book, so now I have a good reason. To. I read it so many times before it actually came into the movie. Is, would you say it's your favorite book? Yes. So, how did you first discover Truman Capote? Oh shit! Um, my uh, first wife, uh, she had a, a master's degree before she was 21 years old. I was. She was too much for me, though. <laughs> Beautiful, and uh, yeah, she hooked me on the books. Yeah. And, uh, she says, "Go to go to over there and read a book. Yeah. You don't read enough." Yeah. So I saw something about murder. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I was a juggalo before I knew I was a juggalo, goddammit. <laughs> I swear to God. You know, I see uh, Vinny, the ICP kid, he, he sent me this huge care package after the gathering. Yeah. And he goes, after hanging with you, Dale, at the gathering, after being around you, you are not a fake, bro. You are a real motherfucker. Yeah. And you deserve this. And he gave me this psychopathic jersey that has a one on it. And it was to represent me being Joe's very first fan wow. ever. Wow. That's tight. And you cannot That's put tight. a price on that to me. That's tight, dude. That 
Vinny, let's talk about Vinny for a second. Let's talk about Vinny. I so you know, Shockumentary is where I first discovered him, Ugh. and I met him at. Uh, He's the reason, yeah, that everybody loves merch. I believe right. that Shockumentary yeah. people said, "Oh my God, a flyer is worth something." Yeah. Oh my God, this guy is telling me that that shirt I bought at that concert is worth something. Twenty yeah. years from now, he showed me the light. Yeah, how many millions of dollars have been has, has been. Because of Vinny, I'm sure millions. Sorry, yeah, Vinny. I'm gonna. I don't. I've never heard no one else say it, but I am gonna say it. Like, like, and he said that he has, still has, pretty much all of it. In, in, like, he keeps it archived, and yeah. And when I go to these shows, like, I went to Axe's uh, record release party. Yeah, and people are like, "You're out here in the smoking area with us." Like they, they think yeah. I'm gonna be in the back with the dude. The show's in the front, bro. Yeah, I know. I don't want to be backstage. I don't want to be side stage at any show. I want to be front center. I want to. I want to experience what they try to give. Yeah, and because you're right. When you see it, when you watch it from the side, I don't want that clout. You can't, and you can't hear it as well. Don't want that clout. Yeah. Don't. I don't need that. I don't need you yeah. to see me on the side of the stage and think that's important. Uh. -uh. See yeah. me in the middle dancing. See me yeah. break dancing. Yeah. Like, dude, you see the jokes, dude. They're all like moshing, and I'm break dancing, dude, <laughs> in the middle of the show. It's awesome. What is your favorite psychopathic release of everything? Basement cuts. Coc. Intelligence. I guess you can't say intelligence. And I can't, of course, I can't. But, but I you know, that's what I. That's why I said, "What do you think?" Yeah. But of course, I'm gonna say something different. Okay, <laughs> Riddle Box. I mean, do you, I, I can't. I, I really can't pick one. I really yeah. can't. But I mean, Mighty Death Pop. They're all yeah. in their own thing. It, it, you can see Joe constantly being creative. Yeah. These Shaggy's being, dude, man, the way. Yeah. My, one of my favorite songs is one of their most recent, and it's when they just reinvented themselves and did the whole fucking psych thing in in Columbus, Ohio. I was at that photo shoot. I, I, the whole video, oh, bro. Oh, the Cypher one? Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Vinny's, yeah. Dude, when I heard fucking Ouija's and, and Lights fucking, and then Hoodoo it's came in. Oh, it was it was brilliant. I think the um, the the remaster, the, the Man in the Magenta Wig remaster of Intelligence and Violence on YouTube is awesome. Like, I found that, like, a few weeks ago, and I, it's like, that album, the reason I bring that up is because it's- 24,000 right now. Really? Wow. Yeah, that for me, that's a long That's wow. good, dude. But I, I've seen one for 54,000 out, out of like intelligence violence. But for most things, you know, and most of my things that I, not a lot of people are following me that much. You know what I mean? And, and it's not about likes, but it's about like where your album's selling. Yeah. Am I right? I sold yeah. an album to an island of Malta. Wow. And this guy has become friends of mine, Chris Carter. And That's this kid is, I mean, we constantly talk all the time, man. Yeah. And he's so overwhelmed because him and his brother used to drive to school and they would, he would do Joe's part and his brother would do my part. Yeah. And come on, dude, That's this is it. 30 years later hearing this kind of shit. <laughs> it's like, Crazy. Jay is someone who, his strength is how his interplay, how he bounces off other rappers, right? He's so off the wall and his solo records are great. But Jay, I feel like, when he is collaborating, you help bring out the craziness in him. I've, I've heard a lot of his collaborations, but it's when he believes in that collaboration. Yeah, yeah. You, there's some collaborations you could tell Joe just wasn't in it. Yeah. And you could tell like he was like, dude, I like that. He's having fun. You could see he was bringing it from the heart with everything he was bringing. And, 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 and a lot of people like the older stuff a little bit. Yeah. But I think it was a little, to me... His latest stuff, you know, like Seventeen. That it was his voice. I could hear him. It wasn't a lot of electronics behind it. Like the Seventeen mixtape. Yes. Yeah, that's ill. Yeah, so good. Yeah. And six foot, seven foot. That's ill. Yeah. And I like, and I like on that, on that tape though, old school hip hop, right? 
you listen to it, it's a lot of that spontaneity, right? And a lot of that back and forth. And the fact that like, you know, recording on Logic and digital recording's fine and this podcast will sound great, but like there's something when things are a little grimy and rough, that's, the, that's hip hop to me, right? When things are a little bit not perfect. Did he call himself Violent J because you were de-lyrical? Lyr- like where did that come from? No, he already, he had that coming in the door. So that's why the violence, that's why you wanted to call him Violent J homeboy, I'm packing a punch, knocked out motherfuckers. On Brady Bunch. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that was that was original. He already had Violent J before he came in there. Like a lot of people wonder about the J Boys and, and yeah. this little like like CD that they made. Well, you don't realize like two or three of those songs were from JJ Boys on yeah. Intelligence and Violence. And he spits that and, verse and it, twice. It, if you can tell if you can tell like yeah. intelligence and violence. He does like I, I brought this thing to him, but he needed a lot more bars than he brought. So he brought that song, that verse in twice and then yeah. did another song later. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and then he took my beat for Wizard of the Hood. Yeah, you you gave to make him look good. And that how does it that was feel? Going to kids in the neighborhood, bro. I yeah. mean, I didn't know I'd be talking about it 30 years later, bro. The nature of collaborating is sharing and letting go of your ego, right? And they're good collaborators and they're bad. Did you hate being uh, labeled nerdcore? Did you hate it? Did you not like it when you first happened? I mean, man, ah, we can get into that. It's oh, interesting, shit. right? Because nerdcore is my, it's my meal ticket. Yeah. <laughs> but it's also the dudes in that scene and some of the women like are great. Okay, so but a lot of it is 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 corny. So this know? is where I'm different. Yeah. I love Juggalos. Yeah. I, I love this scene. I'm so glad that I'm finally a part of it yeah. because I've always dreamed about this happening. I've always, yeah. it's the secret. Yeah, that's true. I'm not, I'm not so religious, bro, but I have read the book, The Secret. Yeah. And once you believe in something, once you see a, and once Johnny died, mm. I decided that, you know what? I'm not getting any younger. So mm. if, 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 if something I've thought about for the last 20 years, I want to make happen, let, let, do some research. Come on, dude, you're a college-educated kid. And until you do research into something, you're never going to know nothing about it. Yeah. And you're never going to do nothing about it. So that's yeah. what I did. And yeah. then all, all of a sudden, karma says, we see you looking out for yourself and trying to be this certain person. Here, we're going to do this for you. We're going to release your CD at COC Show. We're going to have yeah. fucking Scotty D get in touch with you. And you and Vinny, the ICP yeah. kid, are going to do this thing. And all of a sudden, you're going to figure out this album. And you're going to put them on your album. There is nobody else in the juggler world that will ever have Scotty D and Vinny, the ICP kid, on their CD. That's true. And who are very much excited about it and behind it and honored to be part of it, right? I sent them both like, like preliminary copies before it was even mastered yeah. to ask their permission. Yeah. I was like, man, I'm not trying to use you guys. I'm not trying to, 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 to make money off of your names. Yeah. But this is my story, and you guys are helping me tell it. And this is, this is my vision. And Scotty D's like, dude, go. Dude, what are you waiting for? And, and, of course, Vinny the same way. Yeah, that is worth more than anything, right? That respect and that karma and that insp- inspiring people. Yeah. That was me signing a contract to a label. That was yeah. the equivalent of it to me. Yeah. To get the okay from these very prominent people to say, hey, you know what? We've listened to the CD. We like how you did this. I mean, I took Vinny because his comments are like legendary. No matter how what this man's, you could be out to dinner with this guy, dude, and want to record everything he says about a steak and make a song about it. Because <laughs> he's just pa- pure passion. Wow. And pure, he's excited about life. And yeah. that's the kind, there's this, Jack Kerouac has this quote, the only people for me are the mad ones, mad to live, 
mad, mad to breathe desirous of everything at the same time and shine like Roman candles across the, the starry night or something. That's you're how I feel. So smart. I love you, dude. You're I love you too, dude, dog. Dude. I, so I, I know I butchered that quote, but do you know what I'm saying about... I don't even know you did because <laughs> I'm kind of, yeah. But there's a lot of spirituality in the Juggalo stuff. Yes. How did you feel when the when um, the Wraith revealed that yeah. twist at the end? What was your take? Yeah, I, I, I appreciate it because I think Joe's in a mature state. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, 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 he, and he's tired of... of of people making him think that he's this evil demon. He's mm. never tried to be an evil demon. Listen to his fucking music from the beginning. He's not, man. He's just trying to be the evil demon that, that goes out and lashes out against all the shitty people in the world. Yeah, right, 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 right. That there's a moral, there's, there's moral truth in everything. He was one of the first people to say, fuck the fucking Confederate flag, bro. Yeah. He was the first one to ever. Right. I, I, Before, right. Especially now when like, yeah, that song is like such a pertinent anthem, mm -hmm. anti-racist mm -hmm. vibe. And I love that about the Juggalo culture is that. You'll never hear mass media talk about that, though. No. Yeah. It's you'll too never, controversial, you, right? And you'll never hear them talking about um, how much love there is at the festival. How there's, did, you were at the mm. festival, right? At yeah. the gathering. Did you see any Budweiser banners? No. Did you see any Starbucks or like, like nationwide banks or any of that kind of bullshit? Right. No. Did you see any bunch of beer tents set up trying to make mass money? No. No. Just vendors trying to. Just vendors, maybe vendors. pizza. Yeah. And, and yeah. hot dog. That was it. I love that about the gathering. I, I love that about Joel because he will not let his gathering become mainstream, commercial. Yeah. yeah. It's not commercial, bro. Yeah. I couldn't believe how non commercial it was. Yeah. And how they, I've heard, don't necessarily make that much money off of it. It's just, it's no, enough how, to How you heard they don't give a fuck if they make a lot of money yeah. off of it. That's awesome. That is, that is like the thing that makes them stand out in the music industry and is giving them longevity and allowed this audience to feel like you talked about in your interview with Scotty and Vinny about family, right? A lot of people who found this, the juggle culture as a family because things were kind of messed up for them growing up. And that is like a unifying factor. Would you agree? Mm -hmm. Can we talk about kick jazz for a minute? Yeah. Like, he, you, you were real close, huh? I was real close when, when, when he was just in, 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 a, in a pubescent stage. You're 17 years old, growing to 18 years old. There's different things you kind of want in life. There's different things you want to do. And, and he saw that he had these friends doing all these cool things. And he was a cool guy that put everything together. Yeah. He connected Shaggy and Jay, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he didn't connect them, but yeah, pretty much. Shags was just a tag along, bro. Let's yeah. just be honest. Yeah. But 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 he was down. He he, he had the same vision as Joe. I I Joe, I'm here for you, bro. Me and you, boom, eye to eye. Shags was like that. Yeah. And Johnny just I I wasn't there. I don't know what happened. I don't know the yeah. reasons. I don't know if it was about women. I don't know what persona that that happened. I just really wish that he would have waited until now to realize how cool it is to be an OG. Yeah. Huh. And you know what I mean? It would be so great if him and I could collab right now on yeah. a really cool song. Would it, right? You know what I mean? It's such a cool dude, bro. Yeah. As a kid, as a teenager, dude, he was just the coolest dude. He was, dude. Yeah. And he looked out for all his homies. He put me and Joe together. Yeah. Come on. He was looking out for his homies. He knew you were both it. creative, brilliant people who could do something fresh, right? And like, it seems like he was very much, he was very selfless, right? And yeah. that he, yeah. he was there for his friends and he was... I don't know. I just from from what I've heard of him and what I've heard by him, like a true talent. 
He, yeah, but but he wanted to get greater than them. I think at some time. Mm-hmm. I think I kind of think that maybe I don't I don't know. This is all speculation yeah. on my point. Yeah, from somebody I knew back then who was so proud. Yeah. Do you it, feel like having his little brother like do so well? No, with- I just think like getting out of it. He felt like there's a reason he got out of it because he wanted to do something bigger than that. Mm. You know what I mean? He was he, he and then when it just didn't work out, he just didn't understand it. He was just like I do. I was a piece of the puzzle. Yeah. And he yeah. was too, and 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 I wish he would have endured those ten hard years. I I I don't talk about it. You yeah. know what I mean? You guys didn't hear about me 15, 20 years ago. I had a rough patch too with all this. Yeah, uh, and and I refuse to talk about it because I'm over it. Yeah, and I and, and I understand where Johnny was coming from, so that's why I won't ever talk no shit about him. Yeah, but he was a good friend. Yeah, but when you see your friends make millions of dollars and you're there. And and you know that your time with them has passed. Mm. You know what I mean? And and, and mm. no matter what you do, you can't go back to that. I think it weighed on him a little harder than it weighed on me. Yeah, I feel you. And he was wrestling with hard things, wasn't he? Like Well, those things made him wrestle with hard things. Yeah. Do you what do you have like a remember like the last things you guys talked about or like a nice memory? Me and Johnny? Yeah. Yeah. We were <laughs> Oh man. Yeah, he some girl that I don't know, I I'd met, she uh she she like befriended me and said, "Oh yeah, I know Johnny and 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 she got me to say things that Johnny like heard through the grapevine. So last time I see Johnny, actually we almost fought. Oh wow. I was at the shelter in Detroit, Michigan. You're at like a sh- a show at the shelter? Yeah, I came back from Florida. Yeah. For a visit. Yeah. I was down in the shelter and uh I was like, you, you talk shit to my girl, dog, and blah, blah. I, I, you know what? I shouldn't be saying this right now. Okay, we we don't have to talk about. it. We could talk about something else. Yeah, I, I just positive at this point. Just positive, man. These days, you're a dad, you're a producer, an engineer. What's dad life being like? Do you want to talk about that, or is that off the limit? No way, dude. Okay. No way. That is the that's the highlight of my life. Are you kidding me? Um. Yes. Um. I so. So hip hop, you guys, has always been my culture, and yeah, and, and 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 as a dad of this culture, you could only dare to dream that your daughter would be interested in breakdancing or your son. Yeah, am, am I right? Right, right. So I have this great opportunity that that my ex wife Brandon Mitten, which I I love her so much for, she is from Columbus and she knows all these great hip hop artists. Yeah, and one of them owns a studio called Flavor Flow Studios, and she got him my kids connected with the studio. And I become friends with this guy also, James Alexander, man. It's much love what you do for the kids of Columbus, guy, dude. I love you. Um, Flavor Flow Studios in the house. He uh, he is he's taking my daughter on and just she's windmilling at the age of ten. That's awesome. Wow, that's awesome. He took these kids to New York City, the Brick House, Times Square. These kids got the battle kids from Brooklyn, from the Bronx, from Queens, Long Island. That's tight. Oh, it was. And then, and then, and then, and then, and then to find out the judges were the uh, New York City Breakers, uh, the Dynamic Breakers, or Dynamic Rockers, excuse me. But these guys are coming up to me, talking to me, my kid, breakdancing, man. Yeah. Just, I've had so many great highlights in life. Like, there's a festival. It's this really small, like, arts festival. About four or 500 people come to it in Columbus. And the guy that, after all this has happened for me, he's a closet ICP fan. Mm, that's So tight. he's like, hey, man, would you mind coming and do a set at my arts festival? I yeah. said, better yet, 
um, I, I would, can I get some parquet? And can I allow my daughter and her friend, who's a part of the Dames crew, do their break dancing set? Yeah. And uh, during my performance. So he's like, yeah, dude, please do. So they had it all set up with a linoleum. So I got to come out and do, and actually uh, the whole set, I did actually Intelligence and Violence jazzed up. Have you, have, mm, have you, have you I watched, saw it in the video on your Facebook. Yeah, you saw only D Lyrical, the song. But at the two songs after that that yeah. have not been put out yet, yeah. um, I actually did like a Big Daddy Kane, uh, Rock Hem, Tiny Music Box where they do the library sets. I did this whole jazzed up thing of the old inner city posse stuff. That's tight. Dude, it was dope, dude. It was That's so tight. dope. That's I got tight. video of it. I'm That's gonna tight. put it on YouTube. All right, I'm gonna like, keep my eyes soon. peeled for that. Yeah, yeah, it's That's really tight. cool. Did you wait? So you redid the beats, or you worked with your friend who did your record on that? Mm -hmm. That's tight. I said, we, uh, let's, let's house this up. Let's jazz this up. And I showed him like the the Big Daddy Kane thing, the yeah. Rock Hem thing, and how they're doing this jazzy thing. <laughs> I said we can do this. And then he did like a PA thing on my last song. We did D Day. Oh, so cool. he was up there just. And we were looking at each other eye to eye, like, here comes the break. I, you know you, how you yeah. give those looks about, okay, let's break it yeah, down. Yeah, let's yeah. bring it chorus, verse, bridge. That's tight. So being able to do hip-hop stuff with your daughter and perform with her is rapping when she's breakdancing. That's fresh. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. get much better, right? No, that's what I'll be thinking in my, you know, as, <laughs> as I'm going out, dude, stuff like that. Those are the highlights in life. Better than a Grammy. Man, than yeah. But yeah. I, I have no fathom of what it would mean to be, get a Grammy. I, my, my brain is not there. But <laughs> but to have a, a, a thought that, hey, may, maybe this could work out where I could dance with my daughter sometime. And all yeah. of a sudden it happens. Yeah. Wow, that's the secret. That is tight. That's the secret, man. That is, um, you know, I, I got married this year and like thinking about... Be, you know, being a husband. Beautiful wife. Thank you. Shout out to mm, shout out to Ash Wednesday. Oh, much congrats. Thank you. We met. She's a she was a she is a rapper. She, her band played a show with me in Texas, and uh, she's she's awesome. But like, if we ever had a family, you know, spreading that passion and having that intergenerational thing is like, that's really all there is in life, right? Sharing the beautiful things we love to those who come after us and the fact that she's your that you're sharing and they're willing to take it in yeah you know what i mean and, and you yeah. gotta be prepared for that too though what if they don't what if they go yeah. different you also gotta be that parent dude and be yeah. wise to because my boy he loves it but he's not like my daughter mm -hmm. and i also understand where his passions are so yeah you know as a parent it, it's your next step kid yeah it's it's like exciting but yeah, i bet I it's it it's, it's yeah. everything changes right yeah <laughs> Did wow, they, dude, you say you have such great energy. Can I say this, dude? Like, your bubble is so fucking huge. Thanks, dog. I learned okay. that from you, dog. God damn, kid. I enjoy, I'm enjoying talking to you, man. You got time for a few more questions? Of course. All right. Um, okay. So, when, can we break some, can we drop some news? So, you are doing that New Year's show with Anybody Killer, mm. who's awesome, by the way. He mm. was so humble and fresh to us at the Mr. gathering. Mr. Y-U-G, Mr. J. Villain, yes. And J. Villain's the one that set all this up for me. This guy from Columbus, who's, yeah. he's on Native World. He's just a great guy. He's yeah. the one that put me in the Ouija set. And and you know what? There's a lot of acts that should have went on after me. Mm, I feel you. But this kid looked at me and goes, Dale, you are a legend. Yeah. You're going on here. Yeah. And 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 I was humbled by it because I was asking, I was just saying, dude, these guys come on before me. These guys are awesome. <laughs> I let me go on very first. Let's let me go on very first. And, and I bet know. the juggalos when I bet they love they eat it up, right? Yeah. Yeah. Do you do like you do? I bet your set's a combination of some of the old stuff and your new record. And no, I, I do that record almost in its entirety. Um, and uh, explain my story. You know yeah. what I mean? So that the, the, the more I understand it, and I do it. And 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 I, I I the best comment I got was from this one juggalo. He goes, 
hey man, I bought your album, bro. Your life set's a lot better. <laughs> That's annoying. <laughs> You're like, thanks, I guess. No, dude, yeah. you know what I mean? That's yeah. a joke, dude. That's a great compliment, man. Yeah. It really was. Yeah, because um, they they know what good live live music is. Yeah. Um, do you have a DJ with you or do you perform with tracks or like what's no, your my set? producer, Dingo Eight, comes with me. That's man. it. And yeah. He he breaks he makes it happen. Yeah, he loves this. He loves this whole thing, dude. He, I can't believe it. he's a drum and bass guy, bro. I yeah. mean, he's known as um uh, a boy and his dog. Dingo eight. Okay. Pulling his dog. So. That's <laughs> yeah, and and they run and not only restart drum and uh, drum and bass and house music in Columbus, dude. And they have two nights every month that, that just they have just a huge crowd shows up. I couldn't believe the guy was willing to work with me. I went to like two or three different guys in Columbus and said, "Hey man, I, I yeah. I'm thinking about doing this idea." You know what I mean? <laughs> okay, dude. Yeah. But this guy looked at me and goes, "Fuck yeah!" yeah. And and it, and and last year at this time. The first song was actually being done. November thirtieth wow. is when the interview was released and my first video was released. Wow! For uh, I'm Delirical. So it kind of this is such a happened quick. Mm -hmm. No, it's like a, a year later. Think all the things that happened in that year. Do you think you'll do another record with Dingo Eight? Oh, I, I am right now. That's right. Oh yeah. <laughs> do you have an anticipated release? Yeah, of course. Uh, right before the fucking gathering, bro. Uh, you gotta throw. But I want to throw them around for free. Yeah. I want to make a bunch of CDs, yeah. and I just I, I, I just want to give them to everyone free and say, hey, please come to my. I, I want to give every. I wish I could do everything for free. I really. I wish I could yeah. get shirts for free. I wish I could. You know, hey man, you you guys appreciate me. I want to. Yeah. I, I want to give them something back for appreciating. I feel you. Yeah. Yo, where does Stale Dale come from? That's hilarious. Shaggy. He call you that. Yeah. Stale Dale. <laughs> every time I walked in his house, bro. Yeah. And you, jo Johnny too. Yeah, we always make fun of each other. I call him John Ritter all the fucking time. <laughs> you know what I mean? We, that's how you talk to each other. That's, that's how just, your friends know you love them. Yeah, you clown uh, on yeah, them. Yeah, <laughs> you make fun of them. You make these great, you know, too tall, McCall. <laughs> you know what I mean? It just, you know, so so you kind of you're with your what I remember album. You're kind of like taking it back and owning that name. Yeah, I'm I'm re I'm rebuilding my name a little bit after yeah. the book. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm C Mars. You know. Yeah. It, 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 I didn't even think about doing that until I started reading some of the comments online where people were taking the book and they weren't reading between the lines. And yeah. I do have a song. I have a, a lyric about that in my album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, which song? Which song? Uh, you don't know. Right. Look, I know that book be like your Bible, but sometimes take a step back, read between the lines a little. How did you feel when you? read it did you read it first or were people talking to you about it like where did you catch when that he went into all that in the book uh i i do research i yeah. I, I i i've been following icp for 30 years yeah bro. yeah and uh i found out he did a book but i only found out like a couple years later and, and and as much as i wanted to get in contact with him and say what's up yeah i saw the book and i said oh they don't they don't want to say what's up man they don't really like me too much <laughs> Well, they re misrepresented it. Well, e even if you look at the Johnny Kick Jazz that they did on, on, on Psychopathic, you yeah. know, he, they, they come to my, my part of the story and, and Joe just puts his head and goes, I didn't really like that guy too much. So, yeah. Yeah, man. But you're doing so that. But that's why I just kept, I just, I stayed, I, I had no place and, and, and they didn't invite me. So, so why would I try to go like, yeah, show my ass? Lars, right, I, I don't, right, I, right, right. I don't, I, I was living my own life. I'm having fun, I, and it's it was You're shining, cool, dude. You should have seen the people though. When I was in Chicago, living in Chicago, I'd be at a bar drunk, and I see people would come on like the stupid TV, dude. Uh -huh. I go, 
I know those guys. <laughs> I recorded with those guys in my basement. People are like. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's interesting how all the people we meet in our life and it's like you can never predict the future. Did you feel like they were going to become what they became? Well, no, because I was kind of cynical about music in about 94. And I always believed that everybody I, 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 I'll say this today. I believe everybody has an album in them. Uh -huh. I don't give a fuck if it's your aunt Loretta. Uh -huh. She's got an album in her. Yeah. Everyone's got at least one album in them. Yeah. And 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 I thought it was gonna last four, five, six years. You know what I mean? I I, I saw the wave that they were gonna try to, to, to for Joe to take it to the level he did, dude. Yeah. It's just like oh, I I I don't. That's why I said I don't know what to bow, beg, shake his hand, give him a hug, love tap. I, it's amazing. Yeah. And I know Jump Steady was every bit a part of it as much as Shags and yeah. and, and Rudy and yeah. and I can't believe the, how what those guys put together. Did you ever did you ever hear the JJ Boys party on the top of the hill? Mm -hmm. Of course. Because that's kind of a legendary lost. Okay, yeah. I, and then you're the first person I said this to, but of course Johnny brought it over. Oh shoot. We were kids, man. Yeah. I oh, you got this, I got this. You know what I mean? And and he played it and he was humble about it. You know, he's like, oh, I ain't that good, you know what I mean? I mean, when we were doing intelligence violence, I more than offered Joey and Shaggy to be on. I'm like, you guys want to come here and grab a rap and uh -huh. do a verse? And Shaggy was first like, no, nah, no, nah, nah, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Yeah. He didn't want to, you know what I mean? And then to see how much he surpassed me and he's grown, his lyrics are just better. It's just as good as Joe. I, I think he's almost better than Joe nowadays. I love Shaggy's I mean, the way he's rapping. You know what I love? His last album was dope. Yeah. So is. old school, OG, but still ICP. I love how his, like you though, you have very strong melodic hooks, especially on your new record. He is, all the melodic stuff with them, it took me years to figure out Every time it was like a, a singing thing, if it wasn't Legs Diamond, it was Shaggy doing these interesting harmonies. Did he have like vocal melody skills back then or was that later? No, that was later. Yeah. That, that, yeah. That, that, that was a kid just growing into his own. Yeah. He, he was really just, he, he, he sat and just watched us. He was, he was learning from us. And yeah. now that I look back upon it, you know, he sat on that couch while me and Joe did our thing, you know, and he was, he was just sucking it all in as a yeah. young kid. He was 15. Yeah. Was who who did the cuts on that record? Me. You still DJ? No. Yeah, that's that's tight, man. No, 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 no. I just like to dance and rap sometimes. All the elements. Do you draw? Yeah. So you got all, all the all the elements mm -hmm. in you. We were talking earlier about nerd culture and, ju and the Juggalo culture crossover. Would you do you think this is a uh, what's the difference between a nerd and a Juggalo, or is there one? I don't think there is one. Yeah. No, no, no. There's so many nerds in the juggle of culture. That's why they have the gaming community. Yeah. I mean, you went from Morton's List until you know Echo the uh, into the Echo side. So, yeah. And I was at the at the Hollow Wicked, and to see this huge gaming room where there's like 50 juggalos playing these games and Jump Steady's like going from table to table, making sure everything's going out and yeah. They, they do this. Big, I mean, DCG, you got to play it. Yeah. What did you think about it? I thought it was awesome. I mean, I thought it's just natural. You know, as, even with this problem that happened, yeah, you know what I mean? I yeah. kind of bummed out. That, I was glad the show still happened, and I'm glad I still got to play. Yes. And, um, that it's really about, you know, being a nerd is about being passionate about stuff. And I think it's interesting that Jump Steady calls nerds nerdies, right? He calls them nerdies and like how that's his thing of pride or like the, flu, the term floobs. Jay talks about in the book. Did he use that around you? The term floobs? No, no, no. That's yeah. a kind of a new term. I didn't even know he talked about that in the book. Floobs? Like, floobs being like the predecessor to Juggalo, right? Okay. So like being someone who just kind of doesn't doesn't really care what people think about them. Yeah, yeah. And 
To they're me, into their own world. They're into their own thing. Their own. That, that, you yeah. know what? That's kind of my son right now. I tell you, this kid is just in his own world. He's into his own thing. And I, is he a game? Are you, your kids gamers or not? Yes, my son is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But he loves to watch people play games. This is this yeah. weird thing about like the new Twitch. generation. Yeah, right. Watching people play games Watching people and play go games. through them. Yes. And that way, he, when he gets on Minecraft, he doesn't question anything. He's just like... They learn from it. Well, it's yes. like Shaggy watching you guys work. Like, you learn by seeing people Jeez. create in this world, right? Oh, you didn't say that. <laughs> so, anyhow. Last question. Okay. If you could go back, what advice would you give yourself as a kid? Pay more attention to your credit. <laughs> That's what I'm telling myself. Yeah. 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 Don't live... Uh, I, I wouldn't take anything back. I, I, I'm glad that I got to be somebody who, who got to be a part of something early on in life and then sit back for 30 years and then do something about it. I really enjoying this. Yeah. I, I don't have any animosity. I, I don't have no regrets about it all. Yeah. I really don't. And when it comes to music, that's what you're thinking. Um, no, I, I love what I do for a living. You know, I, I, I love my kids. I love where I'm at in life. I love the city I live in. There's not too much I, re I regret. And it worked out. I wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. You're making new records, and maybe you wouldn't be making records 30 years later if they, if it hadn't been such a... Maybe you would have. I don't know. But I don't know. I did, right now, I just want to make a song with you. Yeah, let's do it. In Cold Blood. In Cold Blood. D-Lyrical, I am honored you're here. I'm honored to have you at our show tonight, and uh, I love your record, and I love talking to you, and I'm glad we could clear up the misattribution stuff on YouTube and... Such a great word. Where I was wrong, and I'm glad you jumped in the mix, and I apologize for that, and like it's been an honor talking to you and getting to know you and now we're homies so let's oh start. my god we're so much homies dude much love to you ours much love d lyrical where, where fools find the record what do you want to send them oh uh just to my facebook page or, or d lyrical one.bandcamp.com um it's there you can download it or just get in touch with me personally on my fan uh, on my facebook i don't have no um celebrity page or nothing like that it's dale mittenen jr um and just uh private message me and and i'll send you out a cd or something if you want one how fresh is that? That's tight. All right. Well, thank you for being on the podcast today. And uh, please follow D Lyrical because he's doing great things. This has been awesome. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. Intelligence and violence. You have dug your own grave If it's a you wanna battle Don't you know you're in trouble Up the creek without a paddle Cause I keep getting better I'm tougher than leather I'm rated number one And I'll reign forever Some people wear silver And some wear gold But then I'll snatch it up your neck And just shoot cold It's like a fantasy It's irony My rhymes go down in history Get my point proven With the freshest terminology No more words in a pocket dictionary Got more information In your local library Some girls I'm kissing And others I'm dissing But you don't know what you've been missing make a fresh tongue twister could give your tongue a blister if you see at my waist and there's a chance you'll differ give a sigh then you cry then you say goodbye don't even try don't reply and you want to die i make it rhyme don't waste time cause it is a crime it's the truth no excuse won't feed you no line dissing you to battle me a bit up more than you can chew Tearing up the scene Destructive and rude The way I'll leave you more puzzled than a Rubik's Cube Wanna battle the best You're gonna die like the rest Wait, I'll crush your bones and rip up your flesh You can do what you want But leave the rhyme to the skill Cause every person that don't listen Is a sucker that's killed And when I first started rapping I set some goals to rock your mind Your body and of course your soul Now when it comes to these goals I have now achieved So for all you not believers It's time to believe Take it to the violent side. 
Violent J, yo, homeboy, I'm packing a punch. Knocked out Greg, I'm the motherfucking Brady Bunch. For no apparent reason, yo, that's my attitude. Fuck off, gold digger, how's that for gratitude? Don't remember your name after I get the shot. Don't get loud, bitches, tie your lips in a knot. Delray, Detroit, Southwest military. Leave a freak hanging like a motherfucking Diggler Bear. Yo, I like big, fat, fucked up freaks. I'm waxing that anus and I'm slapping her butt. She's a yo. The J stands for Joe. Violence straight up means that I'm a motherfucking psycho. Reputation like Jason on the southwest side. Shot 47 times, boy, still ain't died. In the LA Road, both a gangster code. Selling yay, yo, part-time selling stereos. Yeah, boy, and my tape comes with them. When I stole the radio, my tape was already in them. Lifestyle of a motherfucking scalawag. Throwing fists, but if you throw me a mag, I'll use it cause you never know I'm packing a gun. Straight up, young one, you don't want none, son. Fuck those talking shit, fucking seeds you quit. Talking shit about the tape, face to face, don't say shit. Young Caucasians raising hell on a tape. In person, volunteer, crush your ass like a grape. Talk shit about my posse, hope you have a ball. When I see you, I'ma slam your fucking head in the wall. thought we'd end with a song from intelligence and violence um just to just to bring it all back together thank you dale that was an incredible interview and uh thank you all for tuning in next week we have boy pierce boy pierce uh is a musician who lives in brooklyn who opened for me a bunch of times he opened for i fight dragons and me and then when i did my residency who does cool pop culture videos he's a he's a younger rapper who started out doing mashups and He's a great performer and a really nice guy and really professional. And I wanted to talk to him about like what it's like being a new artist, especially living in New York and especially doing music and stuff on the side. He has a day job in marketing and um, but he's very successful at his rapping. So Boy Pierce is next week. Thank you all for tuning in and we'll see you soon. Have a great week. Bye.